This is a moment in wine and hip hop, brought to you by Crew Love, blending wine and hip hop at the highest level. Wine and hip hop, wine and music. Tell me up, bro. Check this out. Oh yeah, you'll be the life of the party. Wine and hip hop really mirrors the the conversations that we have in my office about wine and music. Yeah, what's good, y'all? It's your man, Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. The Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. The Zara Vibes, a.k.a. Young Thanos. So I'm just out here collecting Infinity Stones. Your boy is back, man. It feels good to be back. Uh, Took a little brief hiatus there, man. The engine was running hot. Engine was running hot. So, you know, as one of my uncles would say, uh, yeah, if it cooled on your temperature, you know, so took a little bit of a breather to just kind of like recenter, refocus and uh, make sure that we were delivering the highest quality content in wine and hip-hop for you. Um, It's been a wild run. It's been an active summer. You know what I'm saying? We came off the Pass the Aux tour to go straight to France to then, you know, back to touring for National Prosecco Week and, um, and prepping for a very active fall. You know, we have a huge, huge announcement uh, upcoming this month. I cannot wait to share that with y'all. So with that upcoming announcement, I did a lot of soul searching, you know, within the brand and trying to get back to our roots. And I thought about what was my favorite episode? What do I feel like the epitome of wine and hip hop was uh, when we started this? And it's funny, man, we had, you know, we well into the 70s with the episodes quality over quantity I'm just saying my favorite episode is actually one of the very first episodes we did uh, and I recently listened to it and hearing it now with uh, today's ears there are so many things that I would do different with regard to how we presented the episode but it was an interesting look back and I feel like it really inspired me for the the diverse group of guests that we have uh, I'm very excited about everything that's upcoming. Can't wait to share it with you guys. So when I really dug into it, my favorite episode of Wine and Hip Hop Podcast, no disrespect to any of my other guests. I love every single person I've had on this show. Never had a whack person on this show. Facts. My favorite episode is episode three, Young Von Danger with Tragedy Gaddafi, man. That was... That was an amazing episode for so many reasons. I wanted to to highlight the authenticity of this show. So we went and recorded that shit in Queensbridge Projects. You know, tragedy someone that I had a relationship with shit before wine. So I wanted to highlight authenticity and tragedy is the embodiment of the person that many people in society might write off because you think he's a thug. But you listen to this dude, he's probably one of the most intelligent people I've had on this show. So it, it was it was just a really good conversation. I had a great time chopping it up with him. And, you know, this show has grown significantly since our third episode. We've got a lot of new fans. You know, some of you may have missed this. Some of you might not have gone back into the way back. So I'm bringing some back, man. I'm bringing back my dog 
Tragedy Gaddafi, aka Young Von Danger. I'm gonna holler at you in, in a few tragedies. I think I need you on some things. But before we get to the episode, I want you to pick up your phone right now, subscribe to the podcast, and stay tuned to wineandhiphop.com. Shit is about to go crazy. Holla. Welcome to another episode of Wine and Hip Hop. Yes. She man Jermaine Stone, aka the Wolf of Wine, aka Showtime, aka the Zara Vibes. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm saying? I got my man Tragedy Gaddafi here with me. Tragedy, what's peace, up, peace. man? What's gracious? What's gracious? Good, I gotta man. I gotta think of some some ill uh some, titles for me. Like AKA. You came with the ill joints, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I gave all mines away. Right. Right, right. <laughs> I, I gave them to other people. <laughs> Yo, so trash, man. What's good, man? Thank you for, for joining us, man. And you know, also thank you for welcoming us in the Queensbridge project. We're in Queensbridge right now, by the way. Can we get a how y'all welcome people in Queensbridge? Hey. 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 Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, it's another sound that right. we don't want to do. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the sound we heard earlier. Yeah, the sound we heard earlier. That's right. <laughs> this that one was yeah. fortunately a great sound. Yeah, a yeah. Great welcoming sound. Yeah. Nah, man. Thank you for having us up in the hood, though, man. But how you feeling? What's Yo, up with you? Um, first and foremost, um, I feel excellent. I feel great, man. I like. I feel like I got my like third win. Mm. You know what I'm saying? At mm. life, and um, I feel amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm blessed. I feel amazing. Yeah, man. So, so we have a a very wine savvy crowd fucking with us on wine and hip hop. That's what's up. That's what's so up. So, I want to bring the wine side of my persona into understand who tragedy is, man. So, can you tell us a little bit about how you came up in the game? How you got to do what it is you're known to be done? Um, I came up basically right. We right across the street from Queensbridge. You know, obviously, right up out of Queensbridge. At a time when you know hip hop was really, you know, I, I like to say great evolving stages, mm. and um, I got to see and witness a lot of great artists, myself included, come up out of that particular era. I was a part of it in a major way because I was walking alongside of it. Yeah. So you could say hip hop raised me too. Mm. I come up obviously under the Molly Malls and the MC Shans, the G Raps, um, and Canes, were like you know my standards, right. my pillars you know, hip-hop's elite to me, like, at that particular time, still now. Right. And your rock hymns, and I was privy to be amongst that and learn a lot and take bits and pieces from that and add it to my approach to music and hip-hop. Right, right, right. Your first album came out in 1990, right? 1990. How did how did that come to play? How did you get to deal and everything? That was my first commercial release. It was released on A&M Records, and at the time, they had like Barry White, Luther Vandross, rest in peace to both of them, um, Janet Jackson, Herb Albert. And they didn't really have any rappers on the label aside from me and a group called Groove Be Chill. And um, through that label, I was able to release my first commercial record under the tutelage of Molly Mall. But that wasn't my first release. My first release was many years prior to that in about 86. And I was very young, and I put out a record with a DJ who's QB's own. He comes from Queens, but his name is DJ Hot Day. You know, we basically put out our own records mm. before dudes even was even thinking about going independent. Wow. Hots was in the streets. I was in the streets in, in another way at the time, you know, and we kind of came together musically and got our record pressed up. There was a skating ring out here back in the day. It's called USA. It was up Queens Boulevard up here. 
and uh, but they would throw hip hop shows and Hot Day would spin there on the weekends. One day he got me up in there and like to me that was a big deal. Right. So one day I went up in there and I was spitting. It was recorded on tape. You know back then if you did anything now now you do something it's on the phone. But right. at that time you did anything it was on tape and stuff the tissue in the top. Yeah, and- you know <laughs> crack a little plastic in the corner, crack that. Yeah. So yeah. so it was taped and we actually took that live performance and pressed it up and made it into a record. And that's how we did that. But um, that was like, you know, my origins, so to speak. That's ill. Because you was also one of the first rapper slash CEOs. Yeah. Because you were really on your business shit real early. Was that where that business mindset of going independent came from? I mean, that was basically because nobody would give us a deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> when, when somebody don't give you something, you got to go get it yourself. Right, right. You know what I mean? It was a time when, when the South, all the, all the artists in the South, you know, they was like coming out with all these labels and being successful with them. And to me, it was because they had no, like New York was the mecca. Of, New York had the money. Right. And LA was like the mecca of movies. And New York was the, New York was the money, right. so to speak, or vice versa, whatever. The South had nothing really but the talent. Right. And maybe some street paper, but they had to go independent because when they was shooting up here, you know, dudes wasn't really vibing with them. Right. So right. they had to hit the streets and they hit the streets and sold their joints. And that's how they became independent. And, and, and it was by force. It wasn't like, I don't think a lot of it was by choice. Right. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So we did the same thing. Basically, the, you know what I'm saying? Make a long story longer. We did that shit out of necessity. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but I mean, it worked. It worked, though, because cause you were on Capone and Noriega yeah. also, right? So how did that come into play? How did you guys connect and lead to you? Helping them put their first out. Oh, incidentally, we actually ate Capone's cousin's restaurant. This is Capone's cousin's restaurant. <laughs> That's hilarious. This shit is fire too, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Come to Zone. Yeah, good food, good food, <laughs> good food, good people. But um, it basically, you know, I met Capone through a mutual friend, and um, it was funny because I met him in a studio session, a friend of mine's studio session that wasn't even nowhere near the bridge. And they was like, yo, you don't know Capone? He's from Queensbridge. And I was, you know, Capone is younger than me. Mm. So, like, I was like a generation before him. So, I didn't really know him as Capone. I knew him as Cayenne. Right. <laughs> so, and, you know, knew his family and such, such and such or whatever. But um, it's interesting because um, I had knew Nori before I even knew Cayenne or Capone. And Capone's from my projects. That's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, How'd you know Nori? From his sister, India. She was like, I need you. You seem real positive. I need you to come talk to my little brother. He be fucking barking out. <laughs> he be shooting niggas and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we doing, we doing some wine pairings. And um, when I, I, I do this show with different wine professionals and, and different uh, people in hip hop, I always get the wine professionals in by doing like an icebreaker question and make okay. them think in some hip hop frame of mind. Okay. Now, we gonna get you in a wine state of mind. You gonna get, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You gonna get Tragedy Gaddafi. Factory. In a wine state of mind? Yes, sir. All right, listen, yeah. I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta witness this as you, you know. You gonna put on your kind of sewers hat right now. Ooh, all right, <laughs> you all right, know, all right. You, you gonna be a curator real quick. Well, I'm gonna let you We gonna, we gonna put together a pairing. You know, so the same way I'm pairing this wine with this amazing, amazing shrimp right now. Yes, yes, uh, yes. We want you to, to create a pairing, right? Okay. And I thought about this, and I want to make sure we do something that's that that you are a connoisseur in. Okay. So you a connoisseur in hip-hop. Music overall. Okay. So I want, I want you to think of a pairing of a producer and a rapper. 
right? Put put a producer and a rapper together that have not worked together that you think would sound dope on the track together. Mm. Oh, man. What would be your dream pairing of producer and rapper on one joint? Well, one of my dream pairings is like he, the producer has passed away. I wish um, he was alive, but one of my dream pairings would be to do a song with myself mm. with Curtis Mayfield. I think Curtis Mayfield is such uh, just just a, a an amazing producer and arranger when it came to music. Mm. I would have loved to have done a track with him. You right, know? right. He's, he's amazing. Yeah, nah, he he's a G, and you have some Curtis Mayfield on your list. You had I ain't going We do this show where we uh, and and everyone knows our concept here where we uh, find uh, bottles of wine and, and music that inspires them or vice versa, and. Um, Curtis Mayfield was one of your people. Yeah, yes. Um, and just so you know, just just to bring the audience up to speed, y'all know the concept. And every time I talk to one of our guests, I you know I hit him with this question early, give him some time to think about it. And I always know when it's gonna be. If somebody give you the song right back, they're like, all right, they didn't think about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, Chaz took a second, like, yo, let me let me meditate on this real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I had, I had to take some time. Yeah. And get into it, you know. Get and, into it. And you came back with five joints. Did now, I did I did I go overboard? Nah, nah. It Come was on, perfect. Talk, talk, it was talk perfect. It was perfect talk because the same way you had stuff to work with, I wanted to make sure I had stuff to work with. So okay. I pared down that five to one song. I, I picked one that I paired this wine with, but all of your songs to me had the same vibe, and I'll let you know the my criteria for how I wow, was okay, judging yeah, them. Okay, okay. But okay. Um, you have five joints. I pared it down to what I felt spoke to me the most. Okay. You know? But Curtis Mayfield was one of one of your um one of your My guys. Choices, yeah. And uh what was the song? So it was Doo Doo Wop. It's strong in here. It's strong in it. Now, first of all, that title it's, alone. You know that's like some, that's fucking title. That's like Doo Doo Wait, let me Doo Doo Wop is strong in here. Like at home, y'all should just go on YouTube and look this song up. They yes. got a dope video yes. to it and everything. Yes. So what um, what makes Curtis Mayfield so special to you? One, it's like he he talks to my he talks to my struggle. He like somehow musically finds a way to define and 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 just just kind of like depict my struggle and like the struggle of like my mother and my father and and their parents mm. and somehow he somehow he he was able to like paint that picture that that the picture of struggle like that's before me right and it'll be after me and like that title doodle wop is strong in here it's like yo man like the energy right he just he, he spoke Fallian. i got my own language right it's called Fallian. he spoke Fal- it's called Fallian. like when you when you when, when you know when 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 we say queens versus kuwait or when we say thun yes. or when yes. we like we got our own languages like right. i call my shit Fallian. right to me that was that was curtis May- mayfield's Fallian. right when he right. said doodle wop is strong in here he just was saying the energy is strong in here mm. the aura is strong in here right 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 you know what i'm saying right and and that's what he's talking about in the song and um Another another thing about the song, which people don't realize, he's talking about being in prison mm. and, you know, like basically like just going through the stages of being in prison and talking to his woman. Now, you got to really listen to the song because the way he speaks 
And that 60 kind of slang, mm -hmm. you might not understand until you keep, you know, until you get into it and be like, yo, no, she's talking about being in jail right. and talking to his woman from jail. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's also like, yo, I'm strong in here. Right. I'm, I'm all right. You know what I mean? Mm. Inside, I'm strong. I inside, got it. I'm strong. That's dope. Inside, I'm strong. And inside, I'm strong. Fact. Ooh. Feel <laughs> <laughs> on this shit. Stay on right. Stay chiseled. You feel me? Right. So, um, just to kind of dial it back a little bit, the 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 criteria that you uh, assess wine with is you look at four different things. You look at the color, the smell, the palate, and the finish. And just to let you know how I compare wine to music, is the color is like the uh, is like the the title of the song. That's so dope. when I saw that, because it's the first thing that you that you know about it. Without experiencing it, without cut you. what yeah. is this wine right here? Oh, this wine right here. This is a um, 2016 Vendanger Mask Bell Company Mary Junau. Okay, All listen, right. I'm gonna sip. I'm, a, I'm, a sim, I'm <laughs> yeah. from the hood. Right. I like to get. I like to get bougie, but I'm from the hood. You right, know what right. I'm saying I like nice things. Right. Marry me. Would you marry me now? <laughs> Can uh, we you know what? The, the the. I think the thing to focus on is the 2016 Mosque. Von Donjir Mosque. Von Donjir Mosque. It sounded super. Von Donjir. Yo, give me the Von Don. Let me get that. Excuse me, waiter. Give me the Von Donjir Mosque. Exactly. No, the, the way you put it is like, yeah. Let me get let me get the 2016 Von Donjir. That shit is dope. 2016 Von Donjir. Right. So Ooh, yeah, that's dope. The so twenty six to twenty And and we'll get to why I paired this wine with the selection that I chose for you. But um Hold on a second, brother, not to cut you yeah. only to add on. I need a pen. I gotta write that shit. <laughs> I know I'm Yo, gonna listen to this podcast. I got you. But I got you. I got, you know Don what? Gier. I'm gonna have a printout for you ready by the end of this shit, man. The My team is authentic. This yeah, sounds dope, right? That shit is going <laughs> I need I'm not playing. Yo, we need real. each other. <laughs> I'm telling you, yo, look. We, we need gonna, each other. We Watch what I lace this shit. shit. I'm sure. gonna lace. The 2016 Von Donjir. Yeah. That, so and that's the so that's the producer's name. But uh the name of the wine is the Bell Company Mary Jew now. My French is terrible. I drink a I drink a lot of things that I cannot pronounce. I think you did pretty good. Is it true? Nah, but um so to getting back to it. We go so the color is like the title of the song. Okay. It's the first thing that stands out. The the smell is, you know, it gives you an idea about what you're about to experience, but it doesn't quite give you the whole joint. Okay. You know, so when you smell something, you kind of get an idea for, of what it's gonna taste like. Okay. But it's your um, your initial reaction to what the wine is gonna give you. Then we look at the palate. The palate is the taste. Um, what's actually going on, the texture of the song, what they're talking about. And then you got the finish, and I equate the, the finish aftertaste. to- Right, the aftertaste. So it's or, color, smell. Color, smell. Palette, and palette aftertaste. and aftertaste. Okay. But think of palette as taste. Okay, taste. Right? Yeah. But then um, the aftertaste, and I equate the aftertaste to, where do I want to enjoy this wine? What do mm. I want to be doing? And that's why I say, I'm trying to connect vibes with this shit. You can't. You can't describe a vibe. You can only feel, feel it. it. You, you know what I'm saying? The you got to experience it. Like, I can't tell you about this shit. You got to feel it with me. And I think that 
music does that. Music personifies vibes. Because when I listen to this sad, when I listen to Drake in my feelings, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? You yeah. know what that's yeah. like to be in your feelings. Yeah. He, he crying on that key. He, do you yeah. like, he crying yeah. on that yeah. shit. Yeah. So you Got know you. in the feelings. But I think that music translates vibes, but wine can do that too. So, and wine is an art, yo. This shit is like directing a symphony. You know, you ha- it's all about balance. As okay. normally, levels, the level spelled back was his level, right? right. That's right. That's <laughs> so right. That's right. it's all about balance, and great wines always have balance. It's not too much of anything. Okay. Um, so I want to go through some of the other joints. It was tough for me to pick which joint to really go into. The Tiana Taylor one, I was like this close to saying this is the one. What made that Tiana Taylor um, gonna love me? What made that stand out to you? Because like you know, I ain't gonna lie. Like you know, I'm, it's, I like to when I do when I when I when I do an interview, I like to give it up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and and the music I tend to listen to will determine. It det- it's basically I listen to what I'm going through. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I I love that song because I was going through some things in a relationship, and when I heard that song, I was like, yo, that's that's a that's, that's, that's saying exactly what I want to say. You mm. know what I mean? And aside from that, I love the original by the Delphonics. Factory. Yep. So it was like, you know, it was like a win-win for me because she did it. Kanye produced it, obviously, and Tiana sung on it, and she did a wonderful, beautiful job of depicting what I was feeling at that time. And the Delphonics, the original song, is an absolute, you know what right. I'm saying, off the No Bullshit album banger. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So that, that kind of like brought it home for me. Right. How do you feel about, speaking about Tiana Taylor, which I think the album is fire. Her mm-hmm. voice is crazy. I like, I like R&B with people with like interesting voices. Like yeah. One of my favorite, um, I love Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah. I oh, love Fantasia. Whoa. I love Jasmine Sullivan. You know what I'm saying? They, they got, got that, that, that strength. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that ooh-ah. Yeah, that. That's, yeah that's that ooh. I call it feel? that ooh-ah. <laughs> they got that ooh-ah in the, bo- in the bottom of their joint. Right, right. Yeah, it, it just, it sounds textured. It sounds interesting. It's not just the regular, regular shit. Like they've been through something. Yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. So like it's coming from a, a, a real place. Exactly. exactly. You know, it's so, not no formula. It's just... Yeah, it's like that home cooking meal. Yeah, and I think Tiana Taylor has that, and she's bad as hell. Yeah. Also, so that also deserves a little respect. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, she you all know. right. She but all how right. you feel about the um that seven song format? Like the they they rolled out good music. They rolled out all these albums with seven songs on it. I mean, seven is a wonderful that? number. Factory. Obviously, you know what I'm saying. It's a great number. Uh, it's a lucky, blessed number. Mm. It's a powerful number. But um. I guess, uh, I guess you know he's, he's in a sense to me like that whole formula is changing the game on how people do music. You mm. know, me personally, I might stick to ten, just because right. I like to, you know, I like to keep my fangs out. You know what I'm saying? I like right. to, I like to do give the people a little more. But I mean, I guess if it's working for them, God bless them. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Nah, I mean I like this seven song thing because, I mean maybe not. I like ten. Ten is cool. Seven is interesting because it kind of teeters on. It's right there because if you don't hit all seven, you, they you walk away lacking. That's the thing. Good sevens to leave you hungry. Yeah, it gotta be. It gotta be good seven. But like I said, it's a great. It's a great number, and it's a lot. It's a great energy. If you know, if if it's more than just a lazy thing, which I doubt because they're you know obviously yeah. Kanye's 
Kanye. You know yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, you know, Tiana Taylor, pretty pretty much new artist. Right. You know what I'm saying? But she's off to a great start, and seven is a great number. It's a great energy. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's, it's funny you picked a couple of different Kanye joints too. Well, joints that Kanye was affiliated with, like because you also picked the um the the Common and John yeah. Legend. They say. I think- which is a slept-on joint from that album. I- that joint, I think that joint right there, to me, to me, that song, and this may sound crazy to a lot of people, but they're like, word? <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I heard that joint, mm. that made me, because before that, I was like, all right, Kanye's all right. Robin, he's all right. He gets it across. He executes the song, you right. know what I mean? But as a producer, incredible. Right. Sometimes beyond incredible, um, MC. I he gets he, he he executes the song. But when I heard that they say, this may sound crazy to everybody else, but I was like, yo, that motherfucker, that nigga's nice. <laughs> because you have to have heart to go, groupie love to be those wheels. Yeah, no yeah, saying yeah, haters yeah. back down when they see that steel. Yeah. I was like, you have to be comfortable in your skin. To take your voice up to that high ass frequency <laughs> and hit a line on some mouth shit, right? Yeah, right and right. still come off and make it ill. Like yeah. to me, I was like, he's fucking ill for that. You feel like you feel like Kanye had comment on that one? Um, definitely. Kanye be shitting on like listen, like grown Ka- men. On yo, the listen, rap stuff. listen. I'm gonna keep it real, and I don't want no, you know, I ain't trying to cause no smoke with Not my peoples. But I think like it was one joint where I heard like I think he did better than Nas on the joint. And I don't want you know that's my bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. I overall, mean, he can't fuck with Nas. Of course. You know what I'm saying? But on that one joint, Which and joint I think was that? it was the um, cop shot the kid. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The cop awesome. shot the kid joint. It's like he, you know, he, he got a little that. saucy on dude. Yeah, yeah. He was. He got that. a little like he ate some Cajun food. He got a little spicy. <laughs> he got a little spicy on that joint, beloved. <laughs> that's an right. artifact. And I was right. like, you know, and no shots at the bro. Because to me, you know, Nas is the best lyricist ever to me. And that's mm. a lot coming from me. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? But it's not nothing I gave him. It's something that he took on his own. Right. And I respect that. Correct, man. Doing a song with Nas, he had to come Yeah. And sometimes when you're good or you're a master at your craft or you're, you're a certain, you have a certain standard, a level of standard, right. you don't always push to work. Right. And maybe, you know, son just took it a little lighter than he should. Right. Because it's obvious that it's not a lack of skill. Of course. And but Kanye definitely, you know, he spanked that shit. He fixed the drink on that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you also that shit is crazy, man. Because you really like you like a queen. You a Queensbridge OG, and you saw Nas's transition. You saw him come up probably from a young pup to to where he is now, man. What's that like for you to see? What was that seeing that evolution like? It's it's is like I said, man. Is I'm blessed because I was able to see and be at the at the embryonic stages of a lot of great artists, and and not just witness their evolution, but you know take kind of like lessons from them too as well. Mm. You know, and I learned a lot from like Mega Nas and you know, uh, mob, the mob, like I learned from them as much as they might have learned from me. Right. You know, but um, it's funny because with like Nas, like everybody talks about Illmatic, but to me, I think Illmatic was dope because it was raw, 
But I like. I think it was written was his best joint. Mm, really? Mm-hmm. Yes, because because and the mm-hmm. reason why I say this is because mm-hmm. it was um uh Illmatic was raw, and most people are attracted to that raw energy. It's different. It's new. You never heard this person. You never heard it before, and that's what attracts you. But but it was written was raw, but his shit. Was refined, it was put together to the point where he knew where to exactly where to shoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Illmatic was like, dang, 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 dang. it was you know, it was, it was shotgun yeah, versus it was like, sniper. Shotgun versus sniper. Ooh, <laughs> analogy. Yeah, that's why yeah. you the wolf of wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you the wolf of wild. Shotgun versus sniper. I'm the spitter. You supposed yeah. to do that for me? Yeah, get that shit together immaculately. I like that. I gotta get but, you on the track. You know, yo, look, I still got bars too. Oh, yeah. I still, yo, man, my tape was circulating oh, around yeah, QB. Yeah, 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 I still, I still, I still got some bars. Yo, cutting cutting know how it used to be back in the day, man. Yo, you know what? Oh, I I see what you're trying to do. I see what you're trying to do. I see what you're trying to do. You ain't gotta hug your horn, but <laughs> Yo, but that was like yeah. to see earlier. You was like, yeah, you know, we was on the phone. We talked th- during yeah. the week. Spoke yeah. spoke about a week before that, mm-hmm. and you was like, yeah, um, you know, uh, you know, I used to spit. You kind of just threw it out there, yeah. and you didn't really like like stamp it. So now, yeah, just man. now, as I'm talking to you, and you threw the analogy yeah. in there, <laughs> now I see the spitter. Like Yo. you always got your shit caught. <laughs> no freaky. Respectfully, you Yo. keep it caught. A fisherman. No a you know fisherman always recognizes a fisherman. All right. You know. Like that. So I'm, from this point on, I'm officially on point now. <laughs> nah, man. Shotgun versus you, sniper. You you got you got it on you got it on the bars all day. I, I'll pick the wads all day. Okay. You you got the bars. Right. Um. So let's get into the joint that I felt spoke to me. Um. Originally, I was gonna go with the common drain. I was that because that was just my shit. I yeah. love that album was crazy. Got the that that steel. So that shit, the <laughs> food on that album. When I seen him and Dave Chappelle, what? When I saw him perform the food on Dave Chappelle, and they performed it live in that kitchen. Yeah. And then they put the Dave Chappelle version on the album. Mm. Uh, I walked in the crib, got two kids, and my baby mama late. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. So I had to did what I had to did, cause I had to get to Slow, but at least it'll get no slow motion better than to hear the story again and again about these young brothers from the city of win because i heard like you know i was fucking with the mixtapes and yeah. shit i heard the actual version that they recorded in the studio but that version that they did on dave Chappelle in the kitchen was just it sounded it had that knowledge that yes, rawness it yes. sounded dope and i like the fact that they put that on the album dope. uh so i was very very close to choosing that one but i went with the joey badass devastated oh and oh. uh I was, you know what, again, man, I, I feel like you really, you took it somewhere on the joints that you selected because yes. you didn't just stick to one genre, you didn't just stick to one era, but you also, you gave the young dudes a shot, which yeah. I was really impressed by because I feel like a lot of people that are like elder statesmen in hip hop give shit to a lot of the younger guys. Joey Badass isn't usually one of those guys that give yeah, shit to. Yeah. But the fact that you picked him out as someone that 
spoke to you and you like thought that this was important enough to have a conversation about. Because yeah. when we talked, it was, yo, pick a song that you feel uh, passionately enough about to want to have a conversation about. Yeah. So when I saw Joey Badass pop up on that list, I was like, mm, that's dope. And I like the song too, yeah. but I never really took a, I didn't, I didn't decide yeah. to like step back and truly process it. And, 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 and I like to say this, um, that's one of those songs that it might have went over me because it's so dope. It's like Michael Jackson's um, uh, uh, Don't Stop Till You Get It Up. You go, the song musically will carry you so much that the actual underlining message right. might go past you. Like, but if you listen to that Michael Jackson joint mm. and like actually pull up the lyrics, he's talking about energy. It's how you serve it up. Man. Exactly. It's how you serve it up. Mm. And when you listen to Devastated by Joey Badass, he's talking about stepping up his energy. Mm. Like in the song, he says something to the to the degree where he like he had to turn his brain waves up a level. Right, right, yeah. So you gotta catch that type of shit. And when I caught that listening to it, I was in a particular situation, you know what I'm saying, where I had to sit down and be still, right. so to speak, and I heard that song and I was like, wow. And then it, re it related to me because you know I grew up out here like, and I you know I know what devastation feels like. Right. You know I know what devastation feels like growing up at a certain time and going through certain things, the traps, the pitfalls. And I was like, yo, but you know what I'm saying? Then then the hook, like you know I I, I, I sometimes I, th I thought I never make it, but yeah. all it ever took was patience, mm. and that's what it's all about. And you you know it's devastated life, and this and I, and I gotta be on my and again I love being black and um you know. Me love the, the me for me to love me being black and black people doesn't make me anti anything else. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, like that song, you know, it talks about devastation and 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 basically going through something, and it's all about how you process it, and it's all about how you interpret it, and how you respond to things. Right. And unfortunately, a lot of us, you know, we're too impetuous, too reactive and too emotional to things. Right. And it will cause us to not be around and lack patience and take us out the game of life very early. Right. And when I listen to Devastate, everybody goes through devastation. Exactly. But some of us seem to think we are unique and original in going through devastation. You know, you got other nations that went through devastation that are still going through massive devastations. Yeah. But it's how you interpret it and how you react and how you respond that keeps you around. And you gotta have that patience. So all of those things in that song resonated to me. And I was like, yo, that's right. And it just made me feel like, yo, you know what? You devastated right now, but shake that shit off. Right, right. Just be patient. That's all it takes. Just keep rocking. You know what I'm saying? I need, I need this shit in my life right now. So I, I got some shit going on. Me too. We all do it, but, but see what you're doing? You're being patient. And you look how you're responding to what you got going on. You're responding with progression. Exactly. That's how you devastate it. You know what I mean? That, that's how you, exactly. You know, that's how you make it. Exactly, exactly. So real quick, we're going to get into this shit real quick. We're going to play Devastated. Because, you know, on the show, I like to make sure that we catch the full vibes of the song that we analyzing so we can, I can get into it and, and help you understand why I chose this bottle of wine. And I'm interested to hear your take to see if I got it right, though. Okay. So we're going to get into Devastated real quick. 
Um, you gonna play it out loud? Yeah, yeah, we gonna oh, play I'm it out loud. This shit. Oh yeah, for sure. We get, gotta have me back we on get this. Shit you gonna get me back on the show? I need you like a special guest host. You know, I need you, you on other shows too. Like, <laughs> you see why I'm bringing it up, y'all? Because I want everybody that listens to this to be a witness. I gotta get back on the like, show. Yo, we're I'm tragedy this show. Yet. We want tragedy oh, back right. this week. Right. I might change my name for this show. <laughs> Von Donjir. <laughs> I might change my motherfucking name. We got Von so Donjir. Dead serious. <laughs> All right, so we gonna play uh, "Devastated" by Joey Badass. Turn my brain up a wavelength. Now we flowing and sailing. So just go with the feeling. Baby, soak up the vibe. Let's throw some dope up. Get high. We gon' blow smoke in the sky till we right, get over it. Devastated Joey Badass. Amazing record. Um, Amazing great, record. great record, man. And so where were you when you first heard that track? Um... <sighs> <laughs> That's a good question. It's you always fun to, to think about that, right? That, right? Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I had caught a violation actually. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I was, I was we, we try, we try to break down, um, we try to break down <laughs> slang terms. There's points where we're gonna break down wine terms. So for all my wine connoisseurs that are not uh, from the hood, we need to break down what a violation is. <laughs> Basically, I was on parole and uh, 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 uh. uh I was uh, I got violated for a curfew, mm. and um, and and I had to go. I had to sit up for a little minute, mm. and that shit was painful. Like that shit was very very painful, especially like after all I accomplished, and you know what I'm saying. Like right. to go through that, like I uh, right, disgusting. Right. Like right, but that set, that rap, I was I was in the gym and I was working out, and I heard that record, and I was like, yo, I. You know what I'm saying? Like, alright. Shit connected with you. Yeah, it connected with me. You know what I'm saying? Right. That shit is like the worst. Like, that so, shit is nasty. This the um this wine is made by uh Alice and Oliver Demore, who are based in a, a part of France called Chablis. And you might see on wine wine labels it, it it's as Terrence calls it, uh, he thought it was Chablis. Or what? I tried to pronounce it correctly. He thought it was Chablis, but it's Chablis. Chablis. Right, right. right. So, uh, Von Dangier. Von Dangier. Chablis. Chablis. Right, we drinking some Chablis. Von Dangier. With my homie Von Dangier right here. Um, so they come from a part of, they're, they're based in a part of France called Chablis. Um, but this year, so this is a 2016. In 2016, the weather in Chablis was terrible. There was a lot of hailstorms and shit. And that was not helpful for the grapes, right? So all of these guys, they buy, um, they buy grapes from a bunch of different vineyards in Chablis okay. to make the wine when, that you see in the U.S., when you see all these labels, Chablis, wow. they buying grapes from a part of France called wow. Chablis. So they're giving, they, they want specific grapes. I'm all for that. Like I was saying earlier, um, on Pride, like, when we was kind of like off, off set, so to right. speak, I was talking about how this show is like important to me, 
And it's interesting to me because where I'm at at the stages of my life is like a transition of growth. Right. Like this is grown trash. Like before, trash would just go get, you know, the trash like most people know me for, the 25 of life, the whoo the yeah. world report. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like it was Hennessy. Right. I just wanted, I just wanted, I just wanted to get fucked up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that, and that, that Guinness. That Guinness, that yeah. Guinness. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, cut it off. But, but now the mature trash, you know, right. uh, uh, no, You know, he appreciates life and he appreciates the the the, the quality right. of, of life and you know this is life. You gotta life sit back. you gotta taste life, you gotta smell life, you gotta see life, you have to feel life and experience life. And a wine can kind of like encompass all of those things to your senses. Yo, this you know is saying? the next connoisseur right yeah. here. I'm man. feeling myself like he a massage parlor right shit. now. <laughs> it's not me, it's the wine. <laughs> That's Vondangier right, right there, man. He's so impeccable. <laughs> so so the, these winemakers, um, Alice and Oliver Demore, they're based in Chablis, and in 2016, they had terrible weather. They had a bunch of hailstorms and the grapes couldn't survive it. So they their, their crops were devastated. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And they connected up with a bunch of their friends in the south of France and uh, they a lot of their friends gave them grapes so that they could produce what they needed to produce. So the same way that Joey Badass was devastated, the same way you were devastated, they had fucked up weather. There was a drought. Wow. You know? And you know how it is when the streets when there's a drought. You gotta scramble and figure it out. You still gotta. Yo, you bring it on, baby. That's you know what I mean. Give it up. That's the spitter in here. You bring that shit home. You know they um they were devastated and they had to they had to figure it out. So instead of using grapes from from Chablis, they hit up their friends. They got some Grenache Blanc. They got that um, Vinonier. They got that. They got some Claret grapes. They had a, a bunch of different grapes to create this wine that we like. And, you know, similar to how, how um, Joey Badass put it, you know, they had to, they had to turn up, my bad, oh my, <laughs> my fault. Yeah, similar to, similar to how Joey Badass put it, they had to turn their pain into cadence. That's right. And now this wine, I spoke to the, um, the distributor for this wine, and this is one of their most sought-after joints. Yeah, the the person that I bought this wine couldn't even get to taste it because it was so wow. highly sought-after. So wow. I thought that this also spoke to the song. But um, so we've already went through smell. We went through uh, the the color. Question. Yeah. Pardon me. I don't mean no problem. No. Something just came to my mind. Because like, a lot of times, a lot of times when you drink a wine or alcohol or beverage or whatever, um, I know wine is a different level of things, but why isn't there like a a a a, a rate on how to, the feeling it gives you? Because you know you can drink some wine and that shit just gives you a bad effect later. Right. Or or a hangover or you know mm -hmm. maybe the levels of sugar or whatever yep. like break it down, Jay. Yeah, yeah. that's something I was I wanted to know. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, you know, that's really why I'm doing this show, because not everybody understands tasting notes. You might see them say, like, oh, it's herbal spices and fresh pears and strawberries. Like, it's some wonky shit. you know, 
But you know they they describe it in all these. T- this is not how we speak. It's not something we can understand. So that's why I try to explain it through music. That's why I do it this way, so that when you listen to Joey Badass Devastated, you get the splash. Like uh, this song is, I like I heard it. It's big. It's 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 comfortable. Um, it's almost a little bit commercial. So I figured like a white grape, something real Some floral, fly, something, fly, something, something easy. Yeah. Exactly. And, gotcha. you know, and then when you think about the palette, the, the texture, the context uh, and what he's talking about, he is talking about some real shit. No and this flavor profile is kind of it's it's rich and it's a little bit round. You know, it got some stuff going on with it. And if you notice when we opened it, it was tasting one way. And as it's going on, it now tastes a little bit differently. It did kind of transform on us. Like. Yeah. You start to f- right. taste the fruit a little bit more. And uh, so that kind of and no freaky, the, no freaky. Like right. I don't feel like yeah. that aftertaste in my mouth, like it's sitting, like right. it's sitting on my tongue. No right, freaky, right. Pause. respectfully, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like respectfully. I don't feel like it's sitting right. on my tongue. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it's, it's it's clear. It's it's clean. Right. Very clean. And uh, when you think about where you want to be enjoying this, this is like pool party or barbecue. All right. That's gotcha, why gotcha. I want to be drinking this wine and that. What was the grill shrimp then? Oh, nice, factory. Nice, nice. Yeah, you know, that, that's what we did that for. Um, but I, I thought about all that when picking this wine. So at the end of the day, this this wine reminds me of this song down to, if I'm talking about the context of, you know, the story of this wine or, or just the flavor profile, where I want to be drinking it, it, it all comes down to the same thing. Um But, yeah, man, that was, that was this vino, though. It was just an ill story. I thought this was dope. They like made something from nothing. They turned their 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 pain into cadence. cadence you know what I'm saying? You know, and 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 that just that just caught it all for me, I like man. That. I like that. Um, but this is wine and hip hop. This is why we do this. So now that you're an official wine connoisseur, I think Mr. I'm in it, yeah, Mr. Von Danger, and y'all gotta hit us up too, man. Y'all gotta let us know. Which episodes we should bring tragedy back on? I yeah, feel like, like yeah, let, like let us know what episodes <laughs> you want me back on, and um, I'm gonna get at the yeah. bro, and we are gonna make it happen. Yeah, yeah. So that was wine and hip hop, ladies and gentlemen, man. Trash, thank you, man. I appreciate you so much, man. Seriously, Yo, I love this show, man. I, I want to come back. I want to do it. You know what I mean? I had a great time. Great clicking back up with y'all. We kind of like yeah. family because we got yeah. mutual family. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and see how we all yeah. be connected. We gotta always pull it together, man. And, um, oh, shout out to JB. Man. Yeah, yeah shout peace to JB. Peace to JB. Peace to JB. That's right. So, so low key, low key, me and JB was in the group together, right? Oh. We had a group called QBX, <laughs> right? Ah. He was the Q, so and he was, was the BX. <laughs> I did it, but it was like QB and then BX. That's dope. That's so, dope. Like, yeah, man. Me and JB knew me since I was young. That's real. That's yeah, real. seriously. So. Shout out to JB. Wine and hip hop. Get at me on the gram right now. Um, Tragedy 252, man. I need my gram numbers up, man. Hit my man Graham up. Yeah. Hey, he going to change the Von. <laughs> to yeah, Von yeah, Don yeah. Yeah. It's definitely going to switch up to Von Don Yeah, man. This is it. We signing out. Peace. This concludes another moment in wine and hip hop.